Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your chic, geek, unique host. Love that, Rebecca. Welcome back, everybody, chic geeks and everyone else, Dave Fenoy fans. So you are also the voice of Time Life for the R&B and Gospel series that they did. You've done a lot of commercials as well, besides video games. So moving into your other professional area, Sonic the Hedgehog you did back in the mid-90s. That was mm-hmm. a series. Animals Say the Wildest Things. Uh, that was just uh, last year. 2011, yep. And way back, New Kids on the Block. Oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the 1990. Was that your entree? Actually, that was. That was. I had just gotten to town. Um, New Kids on the Block was still hot. And uh, I think, actually, New Kids on the Block cartoons, one of the things that buried them. You know, there's there's a point where you have... Too much publicity. Too much saturation of marketing. Yeah. Um, You know, the next year it was an MC Hammer cartoon, and that was the end of his career. (laughs) (laughs) It was the pants. I know it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Reference? Does anybody get it? Okay. Yeah. But um, New Kids on the Block cartoon, I played Dick Scott, their manager. Oh, that's who Dick Scott is. I knew you played Dick Scott. I didn't know what he did. Yeah, he was their manager. So tell us about getting that role and how it felt. This was your first big role in this voiceover? This was my first big role uh, in an uh, animation series, and it felt great. <laughs> and, you know, I, I had a job every week. Every week we went in and re- recorded, and uh, it was a new adventure for new kids on the block, and it was a typical Saturday morning half-hour cartoon. I was a little intimidated at first because uh, I was working with, you know, people who had been doing this before. I had only been wanting to do it. Wow. I got to meet uh, who is still one of my best friends, uh, Townsend Coleman. Nice. uh, Who was uh, one of the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and tons and tons of other cartoons. Oh, wow. Later on, uh, to continue our work... We have to practice. I don't care who you are. You know, yeah. the best of the best always practice. And to that end, one of the things I do is I uh, formed a voiceover workout group with working pros in L.A. And we meet every two weeks. And and Townsend is is one of the members of that. So uh, even after uh, 20-something years, we're still hanging. Wow. Well, you have to reference your uh, old managerial role over him. <laughs> have a little fun we with that your next workout. We tried to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to look forward, not back. <laughs> I see. Well, it's with love we're looking back. It's with love. I was also uh, uh, Bo Jackson in Pro Stars. Ooh, uh, that's cool. That. So you've also, real quickly, you've also done um, television narration like Discovery Channel, National Geographic. Is that uh, right? Several for them, uh, Thunder River, Africa Extreme for National Geographic. Um, also, just recently for Science Channel in the last year, and I think it's still playing from time to time, uh, when Earth erupts about earthquakes and volcanoes. Sure. And I love doing those kinds of things, those narration things, because I learn so much. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when you're, how do you prepare for, and how long do you usually have a session for recording? How long are your scripts? Well, you're, you're, they, they are longer than usual sessions in voiceover, but uh, you're usually talking about an hour long show. So it might take you a couple hours. It might be two or three hour session. And uh, what I do to prepare is, one, get the script as early as I can and read through it and make my notes and uh, do my research on uh, pronunciation because uh, when you're talking about things happening all over the world, you, you have to pronounce things from all over the world. And often, they're not the way you might think they're pronounced. And the pronunciation isn't provided to you. Well, sometimes they, they do provide it. Uh, okay, but, but not always. they don't. Right, okay. And sometimes they, they don't know how to pronounce. Like there, in uh, when Earth erupts, one of the shows was about uh, volcanoes in northern Europe, and one of those volcanoes is the one that kept air traffic out of the air just a few years ago. Oh yeah, uh, in Iceland. Right now, do you remember the name of that volcano? No, I remember a city in Iceland, Reykjavik, or something like that. But I don't. Reykjavik. It was impossible no, to pronounce. Yeah. Pro- impossible. That's, it was one a- of the big cities in in yeah, Iceland. Exactly. But the, the the volcano itself, I don't think it was pronounceable by an American. Could you say it? Did you say it? I I, I can. Ayaf Yatlaoyukut. Bravo. And I had to learn how to pronounce it. And you can't tell from how it's spelled because how they pronounce things uh, phonetically is different than how we pronounce things phonetically. Exactly. And if you notice or remember back when the news story was out, you didn't have newscasters telling you the name of the volcano. They were just saying, well, the volcano was spewing and ashes in the air and planes have not been able to fly for the last three days. but uh, the name the of that plume is I, uh, moving yeah, uh, from the volcano. Yeah, no, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Please say it again. We are so impressed. Ayaf Yatla Yokut. Wow, wow, yeah, that's really cool. But so you have to, to give prepare. you an idea of the kind of research you had to do. I went to YouTube. Thank goodness it's there. Yeah, and uh, found uh, a person from Iceland who was living in the United States who had been interviewed about that volcano and did a pronunciation because the newscasters couldn't pronounce it. Oh, That's wow. how I learned how to pronounce it. Oh, good for you. Wow. So you get your pronunciations, you get some familiarity with the subject by going through the script and marking it up however you need to. Exactly. I have a question about those kinds of scripts. I'm, I'm not sure if this is the same for everybody that does the narration for television, but do they come to you and say, we want you to be Dave Fenoy, or do they want you to deliver it in... Um, any kind of a character voice, even though we're talking a real person versus, you know, the Star Wars Captain Kroll or something like that. Well, I, I, I've never been asked to do a narration other than as me. What they, yeah, okay. What they're much more likely to say is, uh, "What's the attitude and tone?" Right. Uh, and you have to remember a little voiceover lesson for those of you in voiceover. Very good. Uh, when you're the narrator to a television show. The pictures are what's important. You are massaging the pictures. You are giving the information about the pictures, but you don't want to take away from the pictures. You're telling the story, but you are not the story. So you want to be informative, uh, interested, and yet a little detached. So do you find that difficult to switch gears between video game character work and narrative work for television? Nope. Awesome. <laughs> Did I, I answer that too fast? You, you answered it so well. I'm impressed. <laughs> what would you say is harder or easier about that versus either video games or commercials? Can you give us a little bit of a comparative quick analysis? 
Well, you, you have much more leeway with um, games and animation to do wild and crazy things. Uh, the, the, the room, uh, I, I call it uh, the size of the box you get to work in. The size of the box you get to work in for animation is very big. Mm. The size of the box you get to work in for narration is not. Right. And then would commercials fall somewhere in between? It depends on the commercial. I mean, you have commercials where you're playing a wild and crazy guy, almost like an, an animation thing. And then there are commercials where, once again, it's a TV commercial. The pictures are what are selling. And, and, and you are just to be underneath it, massaging those pictures and giving the information without being uh, too obtrusive. Right, right. Wow. You have a really. Did we miss any of the kind of work that that you have done? Did I not touch on anything? Uh, I think you've you've about hit it all. You know, narration, commercial, animation. Uh, I, well, TV promos. I do a lot of TV promos. Ah. I did just recently for um, uh, the MLB Network, Major League Baseball Network. Uh, How fun was that? Did their opening day uh, promos. It was great. It was fun. Loved it. Do you like baseball? Are you a sports fan? You know what? I'm I'm a medium sports fan. I'm not a crazy sports fan. Uh, my favorite sport, yeah, oddly enough, is tennis. Yeah, you mentioned playing tennis and having I, that, I, that. I love to play. Love to watch. Crushing the forehand. Yeah, yeah that's uh, a that's a wonderful sport. I played a little bit of it myself, so I can understand the feeling. I'm terrible, but you know, yeah. I get it. And Wimbledon, <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> it's, it's a tough game to learn how to play. Yeah, it's not so easy. You have to be fast, and uh, you have to be. Really good with that aim. Let me now take a quick break. We're going to be right back with our next segment with Dave Fenoy. Namaste. We'll be right back. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. You've been listening to Love That Voiceover, brought to you by your host, lovethatrebecca.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 